RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. Tributes continue to pour in for former President Jiang Zemin, who died yesterday at the age of 96. Two former Cathay Pacific flight attendants are jailed for eight weeks for violating quarantine rules last December. And the High Court adjourns the national security trial of former media tycoon Jimmy Lai. United Nations Chief Antonio Guterres has joined other world figures in praising Jiang Zemin, saying the late leader helped usher China onto the global stage by joining the World Trade Organization. Mr Jiang died yesterday in Shanghai at the age of 96. A senior fellow from a Beijing-based think tank says the former president will be remembered for overseeing China during a time of impressive economic growth. Aina Tangan from the Taihe Institute said that Mr Jiang was known for being outgoing, willing to engage with others, and what he called a departure from the usual stone-faced party member. He said it would be interesting to see how a person of his stature is honoured, given that Xi Jinping has changed the party significantly since Jiang's era. I do expect him to be fully honoured. They don't want to be seen as saying, oh, well, we didn't like this leader, we're going to cast him aside. But it'll be very interesting to see what speeches are made, what essays are written what is published in things like Chosher, which is the party organ that expresses the thought of the standing committee. So it's yet to be seen, but definitely this will be a solemn occasion. He's part of China's history. And going forward, I mean, he's, he's one of the building blocks if you see where China is today. Some young people have laid floral tributes outside Beijing's liaison office in Western in honour of Mr Zhang. This student said Mr Zhang had made a great contribution to the country's development. First of all, I think he's a great leader, and he made a huge economic progress in China, and which benefits our generation, and give us the opportunity to see the world and travel to the other countries by ourselves. He gave us that financial ability. Two former Cathay Pacific flight attendants have been jailed for eight weeks for violating quarantine rules. Eastern Court heard that Wang Yunlung and Nielsen Lau were subject to medical surveillance for three weeks last December, but had failed to observe the specified conditions and gone out for meals before testing positive for COVID. The two had been remanded in custody after their convictions last month. The High Court has adjourned the national security trial of former media tycoon Jimmy Lai, which was due to start today, to the 13th of this month. The Department of Justice said in the application for the adjournment that they have every reason to believe that Beijing will accept the chief executive's request to interpret the security law and effectively ban Lai from engaging King's counsel Tim Owen to defend him. The prosecution said they will propose a new, new trial dates after Beijing has given a timetable on the interpretation. Chief Executive John Lee says he's determined to develop Hong Kong as a regional intellectual property trading centre. Speaking at a forum, Mr Lee said intellectual property trading is one of eight key sectors that Hong Kong will focus on under the overall national development strategy. Mr Lee outlined a series of policy initiatives to develop Hong Kong's intellectual property businesses. To strengthen IP's rights protection, the Hong Kong SL government will work to implement the international trademark registration system. We will also update our copyright regime to boost digital copyright protection. With the support of the China National Intellectual Property Administration, we will enhance the capability of our patent examiners. 
Two men have died and more than 20 people were evacuated after a fire broke out at a building in Wan Chai in the early hours. At a press briefing, Police Superintendent Sing Kwok Ming said one of the dead was an 89-year-old man who'd lived in the flat for over three decades. His body was charred and there was a two-centimetre wound on his chest, apparently caused by a sharp object. The other man suffered serious burns and was declared dead after he was rushed to hospital. He also had a one-centimetre wound on his chest. Superintendent Sin said two cans of inflammable solvent were found and will be sent to laboratories for further tests. It is indeed very suspicious that inflammable solvents were found at the scene, but we cannot rule out any possibilities yet. Did someone set the fire or was it an accident? We will look into it. We have to wait for forensic investigations and any relevant evidence before we can draw a more assertive conclusion. A transport consultant says plans to adjust tunnel tolls won't have much of an impact unless they're done in conjunction with a congestion charge. Tolls for private cars will go up at the Cross Harbour Tunnel and the Eastern Crossing and down at the Western Tunnel to help redistribute traffic. Alok Jane from Transconsult said the government needed a more holistic approach towards traffic management. If this whole tunnel toll adjustment was done in conjunction with congestion charge, then we would at least achieve the objective of managing the traffic congestion on Hong Kong Island. And I think that was an objective that everybody in Hong Kong wants government to adjust in long term. And that conversation has been going on for quite some time. And I think that both of these things should have been combined and introduced together. Turning overseas, the head of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, says the U.S. Central Bank may soon be in a position to begin slowing down the pace of interest rate hikes. Rates have risen by 75 basis points for each of the past four months, as the Fed seeks to curb the highest inflation level in four decades. Mr Powell said the higher borrowing costs were having an effect, although hikes are likely to continue. The time for moderating the pace of rate increases may come as soon as the December meeting. Given our, price, our progress in tightening policy, the timing of that moderation is far less significant than the questions of how much further we will need to raise rates to control inflation and the length of time it will be necessary to hold policy at a restrictive level. A bill to prevent what President Biden says will be an economically devastating rail strike has been passed by the U.S. House of Representatives. The draft legislation was backed by almost all Democrats in the chamber as well as many Republicans. The House Democrat Donald Payne said Congress had no choice but to stop a strike going ahead. We have to act and it is our responsibility. It's come to us as much as we might not like it to have to negotiate this. We are standing right in front of a looming work stoppage and we have to act for the millions and millions of Americans that would be impacted by these measures. If approved by the Senate, the bill will enforce a provisional deal reached in September which has been opposed by unions who are unhappy over the lack of provision for paid sick leave. Democratic Party members in the U.S. House of Representatives have elected Hakeem Jeffries as their new leader. He'll take over from Nancy Pelosi in January. Mr. Jeffries will be the first black American to hold such a high-ranking position in Congress. He said he'll look for opportunities to extend the hand of partnership to Republicans in the interests of ordinary citizens. What an incredible blessing to be able to continue to rely on the life experiences, the wisdom the leadership instincts, the skills, the talent, and ability of Speaker Pelosi, Lita Hoyer, and Jim Clyburn. It's a blessing 
that we embrace. We stand on their shoulders and look forward to continuing to get things done for everyday Americans. The latest leader of the jihadist Islamic State group has died. The group's spokesman made the announcement on IS's Telegram channel. He said Abu al-Hassan al-Qurayshi had been killed in combat with what he called the enemies of God, but gave no further details. The BBC's Gordon Carrera has more. We don't know much about this new leader. The previous leader only had been in place for about six months since March of this year, and we'd barely heard from him. We also don't know exactly how he died, but it is all suggestive of that high turnover of leaders of this once particularly feared but still dangerous group, ISIS, so-called Islamic State, but which is still going, even if it's not having the kind of leadership stability or some of the impact that it used to have. The South African president, Cyril Ramaphosa, faces the threat of eventual impeachment after an inquiry found he may have violated his oath of office. Mr Ramaphosa's critics accuse him of having covered up a burglary at his farm nearly three years ago. The BBC's Pumza Filani reports. The report, made up of three large volumes, raises questions around Mr Ramaphosa's submissions on why he had a large sum of forex on his farm, the delay in reporting the theft to proper police channels, as well as allegations of a cover-up made by former spy boss Arthur Fraser. The panel has questioned his explanation that the millions were from the proceeds of Buffalo, which the president breeds in his private capacity. The panel believe the are many unanswered questions describing the claims made against Mr Ramaphosa as a serious matter. Researchers studying insect behaviour say clonal radar ants secrete milk-like fluids to feed others in their colonies. The BBC's Temesgen de Versailles has the details. Scientists who have long been observing ants and their frantic activities say this latest discovery has taken them by surprise. The report, published in the journal Nature, revealed that ants in their pupil stage produce a nutrient-rich fluid consumed by adult ants and larvae. One of the study co-authors, Dr. Daniel Croner, from Rockefeller University in New York, said the discovery suggested the milky excretions might be common in many more ant species, adding they may have originated early in the evolution of all ants. The singer-songwriter Christine McVie, who was part of Fleetwood Mac, has died. She was 79. Her family said she died in hospital after a short illness. The BBC's David Silito looks back at her life. In the late 70s, Fleetwood Mac was for a while the biggest selling act in the world. And many of their biggest songs were the work of Christine McVie. Don't stop, you make loving fun, little lies everywhere. She had a gift for writing hits. Christine Perfect had started out in the blues band Chicken Shack before joining Fleetwood Mac and marrying the bass player John McVie. There was a long break, but she rejoined them on the road in 2014. In a statement, the band said, we were so lucky to have a life with her. To sports now, Argentina have advanced to the World Cup's round of 16 as group winners after beating Poland 2-0 in a wild finish to Group C. Second-half goals from Alexis McAllister and Julian Alvarez made up for Lionel Messi's missed penalty in the first half. Poland had to wait until after the match to find out that they've also progressed after Mexico failed to score a third goal against Saudi Arabia. The BBC's John Bennett explains. 
A night of incredible drama. At one stage, second place in Group C was going to be decided by the fair play rule. And the drawing of lots was even a faint possibility to separate Poland and Mexico. Then Saudi Arabia scored an injury time consolation goal, which finally confirmed Poland were into the last 16. With Argentina beating Poland 2-0, Lionel Messi's team had sealed top spots. But Mexico were also 2-0 up against Saudi Arabia. That meant they were level on goal difference and level on goals scored with Poland. So the next differential to decide second place was the fair play rule. Mexico had had two more yellow cards than Poland, so they knew they needed to score one more goal to go through. They threw everything forward, piling on the pressure, but the Saudis counterattacked, and when they found the net, that damaged Mexico's goal difference to put Poland through. Poland will face France in the round of 16, while Argentina will face Australia. The Socceroos stunned Denmark 1-0 to progress from Group D behind the defending champions. More from the BBC's Jordan Elgott. Australia have reached the knockout stage of the World Cup for the first time in 16 years. They beat Denmark 1-0. Denmark needed a win to go through, but they were caught out on the break when Australia scored the winner on the hour mark. Matthew Leckie with a low shot past Kasper Schmeichel. Australia finish in second place in Group D on six points, only behind world champions France on goal difference. Having already progressed, France fielded a second-string squad and was stunned by Tunisia as Wabi Khazri scored the only goal of the game. But the victory wasn't enough for Tunisia, who finished third in the group. Two more groups will be decided tonight. In Group E, all four teams, that's Spain, Japan, Costa Rica and Germany, still have a chance of going through. The winner of Belgium and Croatia will definitely progress from Group F, while a draw will be enough for Croatia. A draw may also be enough for Belgium, if Morocco lose by four goals against Canada. Morocco will go through if they at least match Belgium's result. To cricket, where the first test between Pakistan and England will start as scheduled in Rawalpindi today, after the visitors said they can field a fit side despite a virus scare. The start of the series, England's first in Pakistan since 2005, was thrown into doubt yesterday after several members of the touring squad, including Captain Ben Stokes, fell ill. Tours to the country were halted following a gun attack on the Sri Lanka team bus in 2009. To the weather forecast, it'll be cool and mainly cloudy with bright periods this afternoon and one or two light rain patches tonight. Moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds occasionally strong offshore tonight. The outlook rather cool again tomorrow morning, but temperatures will rise progressively over the weekend and there will be some sunny intervals. Currently, the observatory, 18 degrees Celsius, humidity at 69%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Tributes continue to pour in for former President Jiang Zemin, who died yesterday in Shanghai at the age of 96. And two former Cathay Pacific flight attendants are jailed for eight weeks for violating quarantine rules last December. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. I wake up, terrify myself again, get to make up. And a little lost These reactions Are relentless Abandoning The permafrost Who am I Fooling with I Got a list I disappoint Them only To exist I lost my place in life I lost my point of view 
of my masterpiece to the nothingness greeting me everything smells like sympathy Robbie Williams and Lost getting us into Thursday afternoon. When I lost my faith in you. Here on the brew, it's squeeze. Bit of fastball on the way, JC Viennes and Mustard Wine. About 10 minutes. With our December Wine Wines, so if you've got any questions for him, we'll be on Facebook Live on the Brews page. 